recording for unlawful entry. Indeed. <clears throat> there we go. Just got to give myself a cue, Jared. A starting point. Mm. <clears> Hyro's <throat> providing that the old-fashioned Jared starting point. Like I used to do the like, all right, let's test everybody's audio, and Jared would just grunt at me. I'm like, you got, you have to give me words, like it, because it was like. Uh. Really <laughs> Yeah, or a moan. <laughs> I think you've heard that before. Si, me gusta. You know how I feel? Watching a man come into my own home, attack my own wife, and I can't do anything about it? I'm never going to be in that position again. Oh, Michael. Hey. You remember Officer Davis? Oh, yeah. How you doing? I didn't recognize you had a uniform. Hey, I'm going to make sure that your block's patrolled all night long. Would you like to go get a cup of coffee? You're safe with me. I'm a cop, remember? What's going on? What the hell are you talking about? You and Pete. He wants you. He thinks you want him. We're staying away from this guy. You got it? <gasps> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. How do I get a cop off my back? Here it is. 5,000. You walk away and don't mess with my wife. Drive, Mikey. Call whatever you want, Pete. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Michael. He's losing it. This guy's a decorated officer you're accusing. I don't care how many medals he has. I want this taken care of. He's making up these stories. Maybe you're overreacting a little bit? He threatened to kill me last night. (laughs) How do you suggest I react to that? These wild accusations about me? Mr. Carr, is there something personal in this? I told you he was dangerous. What's it gonna take? Me in a body bag? And anything I seem to do makes it worse. I got a cop who wants my wife. They hear him lock the door. Do it! She's all alone, Mikey. But not for long. Right. So we're on. June 26, 1992, Unlawful Entry opened number two at the box office behind Batman Returns, which made another $25 million. Unlawful Entry, $10 million, which sounds about right. Not bad. That's yeah, not bad. That's impressive, considering, especially considering you're up against uh, Batman Returns. 23, so. And this is a, uh, <clears throat> look, this is a movie that's primed for this podcast, but to most people, I'd say this is just a throwaway fucking thriller and especially in the early 90s. not for me not for you not okay for me. all right let's let's hear it Hiro. i own it well you own it now but yes. a long time i've never fan? seen this before like that ownership bias he bought it so it's going to be the greatest movie there's ever been uh-huh. <laughs> that's it i gotta embrace it they give us a little madeline stowe action she uh surprising she's got a voice here like uh her she got real i, I didn't realize how deep her voice is um <laughs> You've never seen Last of the Mohicans? I have seen Last of the Mohicans. I think I've... God damn it. Continuing theme. I think I did a podcast with you on fucking Last of the Mohicans. Because you and your co-hosts, like, it's basically a bodice ripper. Of, and it's coming up on the show. So you get to relive it. I think we did Legends of the Falls instead. Mm, pretty sure it was Last of the Mohicans. I don't know. Okay. I but could be. You know what? We were soldiers, I think. Mm, Mel Gibson. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice how racist... Kurt Russell is here. Seems like an upstanding white man to me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you take him to have Mexican food. 
sits down, he opens the thing, looks at it, and discusses like, nah, <laughs> I already ate. I, I got that. Thank I you. I understood where he's coming from. You saw that? You saw where we're coming yeah, from here? Yeah. I look oh, delicious. To, uh, chicken nuggets and cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've... I've had I've had a, a couple meals with Mike and I know of his uh, palate. Look, I was being made fun of at work uh, by uh, Chuck from work, um, and this is one area where I guess you know he will agree with Hiro. Finally, uh, we went out drinking one night and I ordered a grilled cheese sandwich, and he still brings that up. <laughs> oh. He still brings that up. <laughs> That's like the one time that Webb acknowledged my existence. I went out to to a wing place with Webb after a podcast. And he ordered uh, chicken tenders and ate it with a knife and a fork. <laughs> you've brought this up multiple times. Like, you've brought this up. I, I, you could be recording on fucking Waterworld, whereas <laughs> there's no reason to bring up ordering wings at a place. Uh, and I've enjoyed it every time you've brought up that whenever you do, I text him after our recording and said, man, Hiro uh, said that uh, you're just a, a, a dandy boy. You can't eat wings. <laughs> and every time he says that he just likes to keep his hands clean, which mm, I don't know if he's, I think he's proving your point. I, okay. Now that I know that he's, uh, he's dodging me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're probably like three I mean, blocks you're away. you're attacking his masculinity based on his, his eating habits. So yeah. And you, you relish the chance to bring up that story. Uh, I, is Kurt Russell racist here? I don't know. Is he, is he, are they trying to register with the audience in June of 1992 that you're dealing with someone who's racist or is this modern sensibilities and eyes? Cause I, I do, I definitely think now you look at him and you're like, Oh, uh, this guy, you know, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him to get smacked in the face uh, by by life. But I don't know if that's the intention of Jonathan Kaplan here. I don't know who this director is. Are we supposed to look at him as someone that uh, is not the most worldly and uh, is uh, going into bad neighborhoods and trying to gentrify them in some way or, or not? I don't I don't know if that's the intention of the film upon its release, but it certainly reads that way now. Um, I'm going to, you know what? Let's let the white man answer this first. Here. Let's, <laughs> you go ahead and give me your insight. <laughs> I have no privilege whatsoever. This is just my God-given uh, right to answer this question first. <laughs> white explain this movie to Hiram. Mm. What's going on here with Kurt Look, Russell? You're just trying to bring some culture into places that, uh, you know, just need the white man's touch. You need uh, some white man music. You need a white man club. <laughs> Hiro, did you enjoy when he does, uh, I guess they're doing, uh, what is it, like a audition for the investors? Here's what mm. the club could look like. Uh, that yes. He invited all these people that apparently are not his friends, but he invited nothing but white people to, to be uh, participants on the dance floor. Did you enjoy Did you find that to be a selling point to these investors? I thought that. Not a lot of movement going on out there what the movie is is trying to tell us is that only white people have the amount of money that he's looking for is that what we're doing here what i'm asking is that more or less offensive that he to his investors he's not saying uh like <laughs> here are all my here's my black friends that i brought to the club that he doesn't actually know like he is he selling just it as just like a country admits. club <laughs> in the middle of like you know downtown la like i have it, no it friends of color and i make no qualms about <laughs> trying to hide exactly. it <laughs> and ray Liotta, you are too uh too ethnic as well you here, have to go <laughs> isn't there like a a, a couple African-American couple making out that Ray Liotta is like ogling as he's standing outside the, the club. 
He like he gets like within like six feet of them. And he's just staring as they're like making out. Is he ogling or is he is he working security <laughs> at that point? As a cop, <laughs> as a cop, he was wondering if he needed to shoot them or not. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, so this is a uh, you know, Hiro really is looking forward to single white female um, for this this year of nineteen ninety two. James is looking forward to <laughs> Captain Captain Ron, Ron! Kurt Russell <laughs> appearance. <laughs> so this is the melding of you know Captain Ron and single white female, except here. Um, I guess the um, is it Jennifer Jason Lee is the stalker in Single White Female. It is. Uh, so that role is played by uh, Ray Liotta. Um, I I think you were onto something there, Hiram. I read it as he wants to uh impress Madeline Stowe, which I guess by proxy would be Kurt Russell so bad that he's eyeballing any people of color here so he can earn mm-hmm. his stripes as the security man for Madeline Stowe. He has to protect her honor it is a uh, very low rent, early nineties thriller birth of a nation style. Really <laughs> thinks that only he can pr- protect this white goddess from all the attacks on Los Angeles. I don't think that director auteur Jonathan Kaplan was wanting us to read that deeply into it, but this is sober cinema, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about race. <laughs> it's about a white cop terrorizing a white couple. Sure. <laughs> Although the man that breaks into their house is unfortunately black and holds a knife to Madeline Stowe's throat. And the partner that he is easily willing to kill. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably be a skinhead in twenty twenty two. MAGA cap, <laughs> I, I think. That's what I'm saying. Jared, how dare you? We're trying to have a serious discussion. You change your Zoom background to fucking Captain Ron. Look, it's Snake Prisky. <laughs> <laughs> I've never oh, seen Captain Ron. You've never seen Captain so made fun of. God damn it. No. <laughs> he he still won't. Even after he records on it, you know, in a few months, he will still not have any memory of, no, of it's Captain Ron. Fucking eternal sunshine of the Hyro <laughs> that we podcast with. Jonathan Kaplan is a uh, French-born American filmmaker uh, known primarily for The Accused, which I'm only <clears throat> aware of it. That's the one where Jodie Foster, I believe, is raped in a bar, I think. I don't know if she won her first Oscar for, for that or not. Um, unfortunately, the only point of reference I have for it is South Park did did a <laughs> um, play off of the rape scene from The Accused, except it was, I think, George Lucas. <laughs> Raping Indiana Jones what, for the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which is him and Spielberg. Is, it's as white dork as you can get. We, we can take some some real life trauma, something that women actually have to fear, and say that uh, our childhood has been raped. Indiana Jones by <laughs> Lucas and Spielberg. Hey there, Stan. All set to see my new adventure. You bet, Indiana. No. Look out, Indians! It's Steven Spielberg and George Lucas! Well, well, hello there, Indiana. <laughs> You're looking good. No, what are you going to do to him? <laughs> oh, yeah. No! Indy! Yeah. Get his pants down! Get his pants down! Oh, the look at He ain't going nowhere! Yeah! No, stop! Rape! Woo! Which is to say that, you know, this is not, it's not the accused here. Um, You're selling this dude short, man. He also did the monkey movie, Project X. I don't know what that is. What the Project fuck? Project X? It's, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Matthew Broderick and, a, and Helen Hunt and a monkey? 
Never yeah. heard of this. I, I don't watch movies with primates in them. They scare me too much. <laughs> or Matthew Broderick. Yeah, or Matthew Broderick. What's that? I say minus. What about Helen Hunt? She's there. Fine looking She's woman. Of my favorite. Fine looking woman, especially in a tornado. <laughs> Jared, do you remember we did an episode on uh, girls just want to have fun mid eighties movie with Helen Hunt, and I I fell for her like I you know that that is prime Helen Hunt for me because she is like the biggest fucking troll. Like she is a. Uh, she is a, a manic, almost like Wedding Crashers-esque personality as a teenage girl. And that she will like run into any party and get her way. And I believe, is it Sarah Jessica Parker? That is oh, like yeah. the stoic best friend that she's trying to set up for some sort of dance content. Did you watch that one, Hyro? I don't no, know if you remember that episode. Real stick in the mud. <clears throat> predates me. Predates you. Well, some, some of our listeners will enjoy that, that, <laughs> that time period. <laughs> I refuse to let Littlefinger take over. <laughs> All right, Hiro, you had, you look forward to this. Is a, one of our like album recordings. We've done four in one night, um, and you pretty much just wanted to get to unlawful entry. So, did it live up to that four ninety nine price point for you? No, I will never watch this again. Wow. Um, I thought for it, sure, Jared, he was going to say uh, absolutely it did. I like, will I force my, my entire family to watch it six times. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I was, you know, because the the rental was like three ninety nine. Yeah, $1 and more own, you own it. Yeah. One dollar more and you own it. Even I can. Uh, but can, now you're saying you were ripped off for a dollar because you won't, you won't double dip. That's right. That's 100% correct. It's huh. it's not a great movie. I mean, let's be honest. It's silly. It's dumb. It's nothing. I, my library consists of nothing but movies that I will watch over and over and over again. Um, so what's the problem I mean, here? Is it the damsel in distress, Madeline Stowe? Is it Ray Liotta as the stalker? Like what? What didn't work? It's 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 just a silly movie. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't have any. Re- it's, generic. it's generic. It's 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 not going to be rewatched. I mean, the guy is like taking going to pound town, and then flips out. I don't understand his problem. Like, I, I don't know. Wait, who's going to pound town? Like, in the car, and then he throws the, 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 the lady, the lovely oh, lady out. So, yeah, a uh, little context for our listeners. <laughs> the guy here is going to pound town with the prostitute. It's because he's, uh, he becomes instantly pussy whipped by Madeline Stowe. That's, okay, that's, look, I, I was making fun of her voice. I, I like it. I dig it. But, um, I don't know if Madeline Stowe, I'm not, she's a beautiful woman. I don't know if they sell it to me. Is she Helen of Troy? Like, why? Right. Like, right. why does he instantly like he? And so when he a real simp, <laughs> in lack of better terms. <laughs> Look, I, I appreciate the brevity. It's still almost a two-hour movie, so yeah. they, I guess they have to move things along. Um, but you know, he catches her in like a one piece in the pool. Like, there's nothing especially titillating about this movie as far as how she right. dresses or. He does walk in on them having sex, but I think that's after. That's clearly after he's stalking them. But did you notice at the very beginning of the movie, like the very first visit that they pay to the house, his his uh, buddy, the cop, his partner there, is like, "Hey, I know what you're thinking, man. Calm down. Like this is a repeat thing for this guy. Like he must glom on to something about her that is it's resembles something else. Less subtle, the cable guy. 
that would come out later yes. with Jim Carrey, it's, which is sad to say that that's the subtle version of this. It's a hard sell for me that Ray Liotta is an incel uh, and can't pull mm. pull chicks. Like, <laughs> I hate to throw out bro terms, but if you look like Ray Liotta, I don't think you're having well, like that hard of a time. They like, give that to us in the movie, right? Because like he pulls over the one lady, yeah. then there's the friend who is like, oh my God, give me some of that mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like He is played up as the heartthrob cop. Mm-hmm. But here he is playing, uh, playing an O'Connor. <laughs> he just wants to. <laughs> he look. He wants to move up in the world. He doesn't want to just be a racist white cop uh, abusing his powers. He wants to be a wealthy white landowner uh, abusing his privileges. I, I guess that was what kind of threw me off. It's like, man, you show up, you start eating, cooking on the man's counter, like you own the place. You know, how are you going to pay the rent, dude? You're on a cop salary. He doesn't seem like the type that's a think ahead of the situation mm, <laughs> person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a live in the now type of. <laughs> I believe Jared had a line. If mm. uh, you know super fans, uh, they probably have already listened to it three times. But if they mm. go back to our trigger effect episode, which was not highly downloaded, nor was it expected to be, uh, that the the neighbor uh, helps out uh, one of the two interchangeable uh, white dudes in that. Uh, McDermott or McLaughlin, I think. Um, and so, uh, when the the home invasion happens, and the neighbor is the one that puts the uh, the criminal down. Uh, Jared, I remember your line was, uh, "You cannot defend your land uh, properly, so now your wife is mine." That's sort of the mentality. Them's the rules, sir. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be what uh, Ray Liotta is going mm-hmm. for. Like they have a, a very high in. school mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not man enough to protect Madeline Stowe, so I have to do it for her own benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, where the movie loses, I don't actually mind a white cop abusing his powers and fucking with a, I guess, fake rich white dude. A guy Let's go ahead like, and clip that right out and put it as the bumper. I don't mind a white cop abusing his powers. <laughs> I like clip, the draw there. Put it to, you know what else? Put it to what the else? front. What else, Hiro? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being cast aside as the horrible racist on the show. If you edited, I would play that role to the hilt. If you if you remove that <laughs> workload for me, that's fine. Whatever. Pay me as whatever you want as long as I ain't got Sure, sure. The last the last time I edited something, somebody a guest came on and said, Ugh, I could tell when you edited that rapidity hippity hop. There we go. Get the claws out. <laughs> when white hands then, weren't on the, the keyboard and the that's right. moving. There's a certain it would be better spice if you I... just left. <laughs> <laughs> Better if you just left. <laughs> Ill brown person. Oh, thank God! We're, you know, I, eventually we're gonna do a relatively modern year, uh, like 2015 or something. That's why I was actually asking for your catalog of podcasts, Hiro, because you know, eventually, because of their untimely deaths, which we've reveled in, Cisco and Ebert, we won't have clips of them to rely on. So mm. naturally, I'm going to put in clips of myself, Iro, and Jared. Like, mm-hmm. we let's go to the historical context. What did film critics say at the time? But I don't know if we if we get to the more modern stuff, uh, we probably won't have as much fun with the unintentional or I don't know intentional racism of the uh, the subject matter. Race is really not a part of this movie. This is not. You know, it's not a Spike Lee joint where he's he's tackling systematic racism. This is just a glimpse of like, oh, it's just how it was in the nineties. That's just what how white people carried themselves. Not so funny when the cop overreaches on a white man, does it? White people. <laughs> See, I I enjoyed that, Jared. Uh-huh. Where I didn't enjoy it, 
it's, it's pretty late the in the game. Food. Well, I, I enjoyed. I actually. This I is a feel Taco like Bell, sir. For, 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 yeah. See, <laughs> there were a lot of pitches to hit, Jared, that they didn't mm. lean into. That I, I didn't. I didn't care. That what they, they the missed fuck them. is chorizo? <laughs> <laughs> so offensive. <laughs> And, I, and um, you know, little, I mean, I'm a foodie, man. So, you know, this is right in my wheelhouse. Mm. Like, going to the mom and pop place, getting the big dish, well, I mean, and then he's like, the, nah, dog. The, uh, the food trucks and the mom and pop places are always the best uh, Latin food. Shut bar up. Bar none, yeah. dude. Oh, oh, Latin food. I yeah. was like, you are on the record that you have no respect for an a independent <laughs> business owner <laughs> running a hot dog stand. You do not care. <laughs> that's a fucking, fight. that's a white person. I can. <laughs> I can disparage them. <laughs> fucking hot dogs. That's all the culture we fucking got. Get your hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Think you're going to fucking uh, put me under servitude for goddamn <laughs> sausage full of horse assholes. <laughs> imagine imagine the, the, the lengths that Mike would have pushed you to if it was like oh a chicken God. nugget stand. Cheese, <laughs> add grilled cheese say, to the menu. You put me on the fucking corner for Goodfellas Pizza a couple of blocks down. <laughs> Shake that shit, son. <laughs> Jared, you know, like one of those people that spin the little sign or oh, whatever. Yeah. Jared's out there twerking. <laughs> I mean, just as a one-off, I don't even need to really profit off this if Jared mm. just wants to have an experience, you know. You're still a young man, Jared. I'm just living vicariously through you, Jared. There's no sort of shame or making fun of you whatsoever. Just uh, take down that hot dog lady. <laughs> I want to be proud of you. I need a picture of this hot dog lady. There's all. Uh, Have you watched Lord of the Rings? <laughs> oh, quiet, Jared. There's no Madeline Stowe. I'll say that, but you know, there's an intruder in the house. <laughs> 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 yeah, that version of the story, Jared just lets his wife uh, be taken by this cop. He's just he's just praying for the divorce and mm-hmm. the alimony from the hot dog sales mm. will kick in. Jerry Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. Our first film is Unlawful Entry. And what we have here is a terrific setup for a movie that is tossed away when the script goes for a cheap action third act. The premise, similar to Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear, is that Kurt Russell plays a yuppie wheeler dealer who doesn't pay enough attention to his beautiful wife at home, Madeline Stowe. He does save her when she's attacked during a home invasion, but the investigating cop seems like more of a man to her, and they argue about him. I don't want him around her anymore. Honey, you're upset, and I understand, but don't you think we ought to give him the benefit of the doubt? I mean, I may be a little rough on the guy, but you're acting like Pete's the criminal. Oh, am I? But the cop with the raging libido, Ray Liotta from Goodfellas, keeps on coming after Kurt Russell's wife, and Russell offers him a bribe to stay away. You listen to me. You stay away from her. Assaulting a police officer? Nice civilized man like you, Michael? What are you going to do? Arrest me? And the cop even goes so far as to frame Kurt Russell on a drug bust. Karen's really upset. You really shouldn't have done this to her, Michael. She's all alone now. But don't worry, not for long. All of this leads to a sadly predictable scene in which Ray Liotta tries to force himself on Madeline Stowe. I want you to leave. Wait. I know I shouldn't be here. I know you're upset. But let's stop kidding ourselves, Karen. 
And we've been bending over backwards to do the right thing. You playing the perfect wife, me being the good friend, well, I can't take it anymore. I just can't. It's really too bad that director Jonathan Kaplan, who directed Jodie Foster to her first Oscar in The Accused, makes way too many cheap thrills out of this premise. Unlawful Entry does a good job of setting up the cop world as sort of an us-against-everybody-else struggle, and the business-occupied husband is a relevant theme to explore as the 90s begin, but the back half of Unlawful Entry is a lot like that dumb thriller Sleeping with the Enemy, where the bad guy turns out to be more of a sicko weirdo than the clever mind-game artist that this guy could have been in a better movie. I didn't object at all to what happened in the last half of the movie because I think it's very clear that this is not just a cop who is doing cop uh, against the rest of the world kinds of things, but a person who is in fact very deeply mentally disturbed. And, and the logic of the entire situation leads him to eventually try to assault that woman. He's got to do that. After all, look at all the things he's done before to lead up to that moment. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think it would have been a in more interesting movie if it had been done the way that I suggested, where it could have been more of a mind game and a very clever mind uh, game guy. No, I think it would have been a totally different movie which we could review on its own terms. I guess what you want is somebody who is not trying to seduce somebody else's wife and use his badge as a way to force his way into I'm saying that I'm He's going to seduce her in a, in a more one-to-one -one I'm going to say that he would do it without the physical assault. That's what I'm talking about. I think that's such a cheap way to end this picture when the guy when he could have stood for so many more things uh, if know, he had done it in a more sophisticated way. I, I know that oftentimes we have said that movies throw away the third act on violence. Here I yeah. think the third act is utterly and completely logically uh, a product and of it, the first two acts. For a, for a routine kind of thriller movie. No, I think actually it does work as a thriller. I think that Ray Liotta's performance is so chilling that it actually puts it over the top. I think that uh, it's chilling in the very beginning of the setup and that's about it. Okay, if you ask a lot... Alright, this I guess is a spoiler if you give a shit about Unlawful Entry. I'm gonna with the movie where the cop operates, you know, it's kind of stretching the limits probably of his powers, but like, you know, keying in that he, uh... Uh, owes a lot to, you know, there's a lot of traffic tickets or whatever, fucking with his records in whatever way. It's already stretching, you know, probably his capabilities like what he can of a beat cop, yeah. When he decides to kill the woman that is like staying with Madeline Stowe after yeah, the friend, gotten, uh, Kurt Russell, like, you know, locked up. That's what, you know, Jared, you brought up. It's like, mm. what is your, what's the fucking long term plan here, yeah. man? Now, now you've murdered someone and shoved them in the closet. I was, I, I didn't like that we went full like horror movie villain at that point i will say that was probably the biggest problem with the movie was like eventually the crazy like there's no end game to the crazy like his 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 roadmap for this is <laughs> eventually he's got to move in on this woman and uh, do whatever that takes does he just want to fuck her once is that it I would love that as a scene like post-nut clarity. Like, what the fuck have I done for the last four weeks? I have orchestrated a man put on death row. <laughs> and she's like in the it middle of... I said she's in the middle of sex like, oh, Ray Liotta. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> He's instantly put off from how deep her voice is. <laughs> I have to say, it's strange to me that you do a better impression of madeline stowe than teddy can do of like super fucking mario like he couldn't even pull off like a, a stereotype of an italian accent just do jared like, leto hey, that terrible. was incredible jared that was leto incredible. house of gucci that's like the all all that you need <laughs> that was incredible i'm sad that i missed the did you show it to, did you play it for him mm, no, as planned no. oh god this is what well, happens when i'm not around
look, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, Hyro. Jared's already heard. I don't know if that White Sands episode's going anywhere. That, that's, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I'm sitting there bored out of my mind as we're recording it, desperate to find any material. And that's a Mickey Rourke movie. But Teddy brought it through, man. Like, he came nah. through with this nonsense. No. I mean, it, if you want to title the episode uh, the one where Teddy tells us how he jacked off in the shower, then that's that's probably more accurate than <laughs> White Sands. Yes, I'm a seaman. There's your bumper. Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe a Glengowrie, any Glen. I'm drunk. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Yeah. All right. So after party, I guess material here. Um, who are we rooting for in this this movie? I, guess, I mean, you're supposed to pull for Kurt Russell, but even then, it's like really. Don't you? I'd like, I, I think we're Madeline Stowe. Jared, that's your cue. To- <laughs> Get out of my house! <laughs> Someone's triggered the intruder alarm. <laughs> Pyramid, goddammit! Pyramid! This is the dumbest bit we've ever done. And it's so funny. I mean, I've seen her in The General's Daughter. I've seen her in that. Shortcuts, 12 Monkeys. I just don't remember her voice. It was really off-putting. I mean, like I'm playing it up for giggles, but like, man, did you honestly? Did you honestly find it off-putting? It was. I mean, seriously. Like, I didn't. I watched We Were Soldiers a ton of times. Like, I actually genuinely love that movie, but like, I do not remember her like having that affectation to her voice. Like, goddamn son, like somebody punch you in the gut before every take. Like, what? This is not a like a biopic either. She's not playing a real person, so I'm just wondering why. No, that's just your normal voice. I kind of dug it. If I'm being, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm you just like trying to give Ray Leo to something. Yeah, you like that yeah. smoky deep voice, that Scarlet yeah, Scarjo shit. I'm, I, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with. I'm with Mike here. I, I'll take that as well. <laughs> it's off putting. I, I like a uh, lighter voiced woman. <laughs> Come over here, let me. <laughs> it would be very painful for you, Ray Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Bane? 